live and local across the city and South Cambridgeshire. This is Alex Elbrook. Cambridge 105 Radio. I am very pleased that uh, Dr. Mifanry Hill's here. Hello to you, Mifanry. How Alex. are you? It's lovely to be with you. It's uh, been a long time. I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, no, doll, you can't be, don't be sorry. You've been looking after people and uh, pets I all have this indeed. time. I have indeed. I have indeed. Because you have a sort of double life of a, of a pastoral care, don't you? Yes, I do. I'm the senior tutor at King's College, Cambridge. So um, I look after the 700 students, the 130 odd fellows, and uh, try to make sure that everyone is thriving. And they've all gone, well, a lot of them are gone now. Yes, a lot of them have gone home, but not all of them. So obviously um, all of our graduate students, they're still uh, in university course, and yeah. some of our uh, international undergraduates or our undergraduates who um, can't go home for other reasons. So yeah, there's always a few students knocking around. Yeah, we were to... talking about the King's singers, they, the yes, King's men rather, yeah, they the can't. King's men, yes. They, they um, well not they can't, but they, they generally, because they're working, yeah. singing all the way through. Yes, absolutely. And I think a lot of people forget that the King's men are all current undergraduate students. Yeah. Some of them are, uh, are graduate students as well, but most of them are undergraduate students and they work enormously hard alongside their studies, you know, putting out an incredible calibre of music right up until Christmas morning when they do the last um, last Christmas concert. So, well, the last Christmas service. So, yeah, they're, yeah. A, they're a pretty impressive bunch. Because I, I saw them yesterday and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that later. They, I was helping at the hospital yesterday at Brooks, taking them around the ward so they could sing to very happy people to see them oh, and as, even those that, that couldn't get uh, out of because they were a little bit too poorly we went and sang by their beds which oh, were really lovely. nice and uh, I was asking how they were they were mm, busy very busy <laughs> life and yeah. Uh, yeah you know they're doing a degree by the side of that so yeah they have very packed schedules but they're all very dedicated yes yeah they and people. incredible incredible musicians so yeah I look forward to listening to them on Christmas Eve as yes, always yeah I will be there in chapel listening oh yeah. you lucky yes of yeah. course so that, that's a perk of what yes, you do. it is. Absolutely. But then on, on the other part of it, you're also also vetting. A yes, I am still a vet, um, and I'm actually working on Boxing Day, so I will be in the hospital on Boxing Day, looking after the the pets of the of the local county. So yes. Well, this is what where we come to what we're talking about, absolutely. which is uh, the lovely things that we have all over Christmas that all come into our houses suddenly. Yes. And pets don't know that that's uh, that doesn't mean that they're not really outside and doing all the things they should be doing so we thought we'd go through some of the things we've yep. talked about in the past but it's always yeah. a good reminder because every Absolutely. year I forget that these things even the sense of um, someone offered us some fresh mistletoe they'd cut down yeah. and uh, we've got some felt ones now which we've had for a few years and I said to Paul oh that'd be nice let's get some and he was like Haha, do you remember mistletoe and yeah. cats does not mix so, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah so unfortunately yes there are lots of dangers around at Christmas and in the winter time in general that we need to be aware of for our pets um, and I think broadly speaking they come into a couple of different categories so we've got the sort of food items which we need to watch out for there's the decorations um, and then there's the presents um, and then there's the things outside in the environment uh, that, that we need to think about so when we're thinking about food we have to remember our pets don't know what's good and what's bad for them. So just because your pet is enthusiastic about eating something doesn't mean that they know that it's not good for them. Um, I think there's quite a common misconception sometimes that, oh, they won't touch that because they'll know, but they, they don't, unfortunately. I wish they did. My life would be much easier if they did. Um, but 
top offenders at Christmas time are going to be the grape family. So grapes themselves or their dried form, so sultanas and currants, and therefore all of those lovely things that we like to eat, the mince pies, the Christmas cake, the Christmas puddings, your stuffing, all of this sort of thing, all out of bounds for our dogs. Cats also not good for them, but they don't tend to be as fussed about them. Um, but certainly all of these current grape-based things, the cheese board, therefore, also out of bounds. Because um, we all like to put a little bit of grapes all, on yeah, there we to all make it grapes. feel like we're healthy. Yes, exactly, and... <laughs> to counterbalance all <laughs> yeah. of that lovely cheese. Um, so those are the biggest offenders. Uh, second biggest offender is going to be chocolate. So the, the, the chocolate one is... Very common all all year round. Easter and Christmas are the biggest times. Um, And one of the big questions that we always get is, you know, how much chocolate can they have? The best rule of thumb is they can't have any. Now, that's not to say that, uh, you know, a tiny bit in a large dog is going to be lethal. But the reality is that it's not worth taking the risk. So keep all of that chocolate well out of the way of your pets. Um, Again, this is more dogs than cats. Um, It's not good for cats either, but cats can't taste sugar. So they tend not to be quite as interested in things like chocolate. Um, But dark chocolate is worse than milk chocolate and white chocolate is the least concerning Um, and at the lower end of the spectrum you know chocolate is going to cause your pet to have a bit of an upset stomach no one wants to be dealing with diarrhea or vomiting at Christmas time Um, but worst case scenario it can cause seizures and heart problems so it's really not worth taking the risk so keep it away from them keep the wrappers away from them as well I can't tell you how many foil wrappers I take out of pets at at Christmas time um, and avoid those at, at all costs just going back to raisins for a second even one raisin is bad for a dog and it can be enough to put them into kidney failure so there is absolutely no safe level of grapes or raisins so it really is absolutely essential that people keep those away from their pets can i just ask on that when you said it it can put them into kidney failure and and you also said uh, for chocolate could Mm. be potentially heart is that then um irreversible so kidney failure is irreversible um for and the worst thing with kidney failure is that you might not realize that there's a problem until a few days later a few weeks later or even years later if if it go if it's chronic kidney problems that we see Uh, with raisins what we tend to see is an acute kidney injury um and that that can then cause you know long-term kidney failure which can be fatal so we really want to avoid that mm. one. For for chocolate, um, if the seizures and things like that get well managed at the time, that tends to be recoverable. But obviously, a, a, a seizure can be a catastrophic neurological event. So if we can avoid those things, we really do want to. And, you know, even if you have a really poorly dog with lots of nasty um, vomiting and diarrhea, that can be a big vet bill at Christmas time. It can mean your pet is in the hospital on a drip for several days and needing lots of medication. Um, and that moment of chocolate which they may have told you they really enjoyed um was will not have been worth it after all of that um next on the list is probably garlic and onions um and this one is particularly for cats cats are a bit more sensitive to garlic and onions than um than dogs are but still not ideal so again your stuffing the trimmings from the turkey things like this we need to keep that away um, and even if it's um if say it's been cooked in it but it doesn't eat them directly but it, it, it's sort of infused with yeah, that yeah i would i would avoid so, yeah. yeah i would still avoid and that's because um the effects of garlic and onions they're cumulative over time so it's often not that you see an animal that's eaten a bulb of garlic and then gets sick straight away what you see is that often people add it to the 
food because they think it's, you know, um, anti-flea or something like that. And then over a long period of time, we start to see the effects in, in our pets. So it's better to just avoid it because you don't know if they are, particularly with cats, if they're sneaking food from other places. So anything that you can do to reduce it in, in the diet is is best, better. I didn't, I'd completely forgotten about garlic and onions or I, I didn't know. So yeah. I will, um, that's one yeah. to add to my list already. Yeah. Um, and then it's the bones. It's oh, the bits yeah. of the turkey, um, you know, and particularly the wishbone or the thigh bones, leg bones. Um, you know, if a dog is going to chew on those, they can snap and shard. They can get stuck in the back of their throats and they're really, really challenging to remove surgically. Um, so, you know, some people do give their dogs bones as long as they're monitored um, and they're they're keeping a really close eye on them, then, you know, there are ways of feeding things like that safely. But poultry bones are just not worth it. They snap, they're very brittle. Um, they can be very, very spiky and they can lacerate the back of the, the mouth. And again, just not worth it. And equally with cats. So cats are very prone to jumping up on the side and snaffling a little bit of bone. Um, so try to keep all of those things well away on the on the food front. Are the bones are okay? Are they, I mean, well, I, so or could it, you get some it, from the butcher? You I could guess. get something from it's the butcher or a special bone. And, and there, um, we tend to recommend fresh bones over cooked, cooked do get a bit more brittle um, uh, whereas a fresh bone um, tends not to but you have to be really careful with how you're preparing them you have to be aware of the bacterial risk so for me personally it's not worth the risk but there are people there are ways of feeding bones safely and you just have to be conscientious and really know what you're feeding know how long you've got it uh, you know where it's come from etc etc um, and make sure that it's part of a balanced diet so yes if if you know your stuff go ahead but um, for me personally I'm I'm not I'm not paying enough attention <laughs> at Christmas in particular yeah. I've got too many things going on so I tend to try to avoid them um, and you know things like vertebral bones also very bad idea because they can get stuck in the esophagus so if you are going to feed bones you need to go for something big and chunky that that you can monitor closely yeah and then we've got the decorations and remember chocolate decorations are sometimes on the tree as well so don't discount those even if it's on the tree it's still bad um but mistletoe uh, that's quite poisonous um poinsettia also not great um for our pets and again you know cats will often lick them they'll often chew on them and they end up with gastrointestinal upset so tummy upset basically um so just keep those out of the way lily pollen thankfully lilies are not particularly popular at christmas times so there's no ne- not necessarily any increased risk at this time of the year but every single part of the lily plant is toxic to cats and really really toxic again one that will cause kidney failure so it's really not worth it so you know if, you, if anyone's sending you flowers just make sure they know you've got a cat in the household most good florists now have a lily free option because they've become much more aware of this problem now so thankfully we're you know we're seeing fewer of these sorts of cases but just don't don't bring them into the house it's much easier or if you do and you really really love them take the stamens off so that the pollen can't drop everywhere i'm going to say that's a good point because lilies i i've from speaking to you i know that we never have lilies now at all but whenever i have they've always put stained all over your yeah everything they stain your Exactly. Work top, stain your clothes. Yeah. So yeah. I always keep them out for that reason. I've, I've thrown many jumpers away due to the yeah. pollen. So yeah, yeah um, that's a, a good tip, not only for preserving your, <laughs> yeah. your clothes, but, but also your sh- yeah, preserving your cat as yeah. well. Um, and actually one that lots of people forget, and, and we're seeing an increasing number of house rabbits these days, is that pine resin um, is actually not very good for rabbits. Um, so particularly if people are, we've all got Christmas trees in our house, lots of us will have natural Christmas trees, um, that that pine resin... 
uh, and and the sort of um, volatile gases that come off um, of pine trees they can be uh, quite irritant to rabbits so if you have got rabbits house rabbits um, try to keep them out of the room where the Christmas tree is if possible um, try to lift the Christmas tree up um, make sure you're hoovering regularly so you're picking up all of the pine needles and cut the tree down outside if you've got house rabbits so don't don't cut it inside it's quite common for people to sort of bring the saw in and have a hack at it when they need to take it down in January um, but that's again irritant for the rabbits and, and don't be tempted to put the sawdust in with the rabbits um, it's very common for people to say oh I'll just pop that in with their bedding but it's not great for them it can give them really sore eyes um, and, and respiratory problems so yeah keep the Christmas tree away from any bunnies thankfully they're not too bad for cats and dogs so that's they're fine on that front but baubles <laughs> I cannot oh, tell dear. you how many Santa Claus baubles I have removed from the intestines of dogs over the years so cats very very prone to chewing on your tinsel um, pulling off your lights obviously your Christmas tree can crash down on top of your pet and we you know we were all familiar with the funny videos but try to make sure that your Christmas tree is as secure as possible um, if your pet is one that is prone to pulling things off the tree or chewing on the baubles an undecorated tree is just as beautiful <laughs> um, and it really depends on the personality of your pet my cat could not care less about the decorations on the tree she's totally fine so we decorate with abandon um, but you know when she was a bit younger she was much more interested and we did have to make sure that it was plastic baubles and things like that um, so keep your glass baubles either higher up the tree or just pack them away from when they're a bit older in many ways you know our pets are a little bit like toddlers they're a bit uncontrollable they're very enthusiastic about all the novelty and the new things and so and we they just get have up to things when you're not looking exactly and they are in the cupboards you're busy. and yes exactly when we're distracted so um, you know try to t try to sort of pet proof your home in the same way that you might do and that's the same with tinsel you're saying you, yes, the cats yeah. will swallow it won't yes, they yes absolutely all the yes, way through all the way through and, and unfortunately what can happen <laughs> particularly with string and cats is that the it runs through the intestines and then the intestines bunch up a little bit like a gather around oh. elastic and it can be really really difficult to remove it's a really big operation um, you know they we, we can't just pull it out the far end <laughs> not actually, a magician no exactly it's <laughs> oh, not dear. it's not not fun at all and then we've got all of the things in the outside world that so, can cause well, us a problem just before that Ooh, so yeah. what, what the pets are thinking is they don't know that you've brought a tree from outside yeah. and that's they just think of it as just the same don't yes, they so exactly. that, you know, why would they not yeah you brought the you brought the outdoors in it, for thanks them very much and yeah. our cat was the same when when he was a lot younger we've got the funny videos of him well actually climbing up it before we even put anything on it yeah. and then coming flying down yeah and we don't have a real tree anymore because of him but this year he's taken no notice of it yeah. whatsoever he looked up it for a few minutes and then went off it's but it has been too much effort exactly we've put all the like little bells and things high up this yeah. time as well so it doesn't they're not you know n noticeable for him but yeah he hasn't even tried to climb up the tree and i don't believe that's because he remembered he fell <laughs> <a bit before. laughs> no, no probably not it's just maybe a bit lazier yeah. now oh definitely <laughs> yes definitely Absolutely. Um, um so then we've got the outdoor yes, risks exactly now, what i would say at christmas is it's really common for us to neglect our pets a little bit and we don't walk them for as long we maybe don't play and interact with them as much as we would usually and i'd really encourage everyone to prioritize that exercise for their pets because if we stimulate our pets 
in the in a normal way, you know, in the way that we've got them used to, then they are less likely to be overstimulated by all of the novelty in the house, you know, and and we might find that they just sleep nice and quietly in the corner. Because, a bit like toddlers again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, you know, they do find all of the new people, all of the new smells, it's all very exciting. But if we make sure that we are, you know, sticking to their normal routine, maybe doing a bit of an extra walk, for example, um, then hopefully we, we will keep them entertained and we'll keep them satisfied and we won't forget about them. But it's not too chilly at the moment. We had a bit of a cold snap a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? But grit is really important to wash off our dog's feet. Um, and that's because it contains really high levels of salt. And sometimes it also contains antifreeze chemicals and they can ingest those if they are going to clean their pores. And obviously it's really important for the grit to be out on the streets to make sure that we all stay upright. Um, but it's really, really important that you don't let your pets groom that off their feet and that they don't sort of walk it into the house. So um, dip it off. Um, with water it's usually water soluble and then dry their feet towel dry their feet before they go into the house so they don't walk it into the carpets oh yeah because then you're just they're picking it up again exactly yeah, yeah. yeah and then antifreeze is very common for us to be topping up the antifreeze in our cars at this time of year and antifreeze is is actually um it has a bittering agent in it now to, to discourage people from ingesting it. Um, so normally you will find now that the modern antifreezes are not quite as appealing as they used to be, but antifreeze is toxic to everybody. So it is toxic to humans. It's very, very toxic to pets. Um, uh, but it's even the tiniest, tiniest amount um, is really, really dangerous and it, it can kill very, very quickly. So make sure that it's locked away in the garage or in the shed um, that you clean your hands after you have, have topped it up in the car. You wash them with soap and water before and you go around and touch the your car pets. because yeah, you, know, you don't want to spill yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so put a bit of newspaper down to absorb it. Put that newspaper in the bin. Clean up everywhere. And just remember that often our cats in particular will go and sort of climb into weird places in our cars. You know, they sit in the top of the wheel arch. Sometimes they climb into the bottom of the engine because it's nice and warm and toasty in there. So you may think that you've been a bit messy in the car, but been clean everywhere else. But try to remember that your cat or your neighbour's cat Mm. um, may well be sheltering in your car in the colder months. Um, So try to... Remember that and and be as clean and neat and tidy with the antifreeze as possible because it is very, very toxic. I'm also thinking that for cats, you you know, outdoor cats that just wander around, that's the grits thing is going to be an issue for them as well. That you won't necessarily know if they've been across the road. I mean, I know our neighbours' cats always come in, you know, over the road. Yeah, absolutely. And and cats will groom their feet a A lot, lot, a lot. Thankfully, cats also tend to vomit up their own hairballs on a regular basis. And so they do tend to, to, to sick it out or spit it out um, if it's just on their feet from the grit Um, but you know it's always worth if you've got an indoor outdoor cat you know the gritters have been out it's always worth just brushing their feet off and make sure that they're not walking it into the house and that they don't have to ingest it in small amounts because if they're ingesting a little bit every single day then that's very likely to make them sick. Oh, thank you for all of that. That's absolutely fascinating. Bearer and of Christmas re- doom yeah, and gloom, like, really, oh, aren't happy I? Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But no, if we do all that, though, we'll all have a lovely We'll have Christmas. a happy Christmas. None of you will have to see me on Christmas I was going to say, Day. and you'll be have a nice, quiet Christmas. Oh, we don't use the key word. <laughs> no, sorry, yeah. I, I, I'm using that in a, you know, in a, a loose term at yeah. the moment. So <laughs> thank yeah. you ever so much, Mifani, and Alex. have a lovely Christmas and yourself. you too. Cambridge 105 Radio